0: Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, August 6, 2021. You're listening to the O'Reilly Update, and we appreciate that. Here's what's happening this week in America COVID madness sweeping the nation, as you know. Florida, now the worst place in the USA for the contagion. Health officials in the Sunshine State confirming more than 20,000 new cases every day. 10,000 Floridians currently in the hospital with COVID, higher than any point in the pandemic. Here's the key stat in Florida. 95% of those in the hospital are not vaccinated. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards reissuing a statewide indoor mask mandate as cases surge in places like New Orleans and Baton Rouge. The new rules apply to anyone over the age of five, regardless of whether they're vaxxed or not. Louisiana has the highest rate of new infections in the country. Just 37% of the population there is fully vaccinated. Next, violent crime continues to rise. Officials in Portland, Oregon struggling to hire police officers after disbanding an elite police unit last year. The city closed the gun violence reduction team over allegations of racism that were bogus and since then, homicides are up 92% in the Rose City. Towns on track to surpass its highest murder rate of all time. Gun deaths in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., now outpacing COVID deaths by a 3-to-1 ratio. 21 homicides in the district last month, July, compared to eight pandemic deaths. Mayor Muriel Bowser avoiding the spike in gun violence, instead imposing mandatory indoor mask mandates for everybody, including the vaccinated. Finally, Governor Cuomo's political career is over. The president calling on Mr. Cuomo to resign after New York Attorney General Letitia James released a report on allegations of misconduct, said Mr. Biden, quote, I think he should resign. I understand the state legislature may decide to impeach, but I don't know that for a fact, unquote. Other Democrats, including Senator Schumer, Mayor de Blasio, Speaker Pelosi, also piling on, calling for Cuomo to quit. At this point, the governor may continue to fight, but he will most likely face civil lawsuits and possible criminal charges. Coming up. The message of the day, listeners, sound off. Right back with it.
1: Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere.
0: Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. listeners, sound off. We do this every Friday. If you'd like to reach me, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name and town if you wish to opine. Let's begin with Jason. Boynton Beach, Florida. Nice town. O'Reilly, you said... I understand the freedom argument, but health and safety overrides. I'm pretty shocked that you said that and disappointed. As a patriot and historian, you know full well what Benjamin Franklin said. Quote, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Benjamin Franklin. Okay, Jason, I know the quote but you are taking it out of context. Mr. Franklin, a brilliant man, was talking about dissent, political dissent. He was not talking about public safety, health issues. If people do not get vaccinated, the COVID pandemic will never stop and people will die. So if you have to compromise a little liberty and get the vaccination for the overall good of the nation, I think Benjamin Franklin would have been first in line. Gary, Tulsa, Oklahoma, comparing polio to COVID is spin, O'Reilly. Polio had a 30% death rate, COVID about 1%. It's not about death rates, Gary. It's about hospitalization It's about people and children in danger in a variety of health ways. Now, the polio vaccine is very instructive and relevant to today, and it's not spin. In the 1950s, people were being paralyzed from polio. A vaccine, Jonas Salk, was developed. But the federal government did not mandate the vaccine because that is unconstitutional. But all the states did and do, all 50 states right now, require citizens to get the polio vax. Tanya, Rapid City, South Dakota. Is it really a wise idea to have a New York City vax pass? Do we really want fewer people to go to New York City? Interesting point. So Mayor de Blasio is not a very bright man, I think most clear-thinking people would say that. The $50 billion, with a B, dollar tourism industry will be impacted by the Excelsior Pass, which New Yorkers have to have if you want to do anything inside. Tourists are not going to get that, so they're not going to come to New York City. But it's the economy versus public health. Judy Scottsdale, Arizona, I love the facts you give about COVID. Could you continue to do that? That's what we need. Absolutely, Judy. I'll continue to do it. It's my obligation. And here's a new fact. Moderna vaccine, I have that, is 93% effective against the Delta variant. 93%. New study just released. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by putting it together. For more honest news analysis, please go to BillOReilly.com and check out Killing the Mob, my book. You'll like it. Great summer read. In a moment, something you might
1: not know.
0: Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. This week in 1882, a group of young men were mortally wounded during a raucous Election Day gathering in rural Kentucky. The deaths would spark the most infamous family feud in American history, the Hatfields and McCoys. The rivalry went back decades. Each clan was ruled by a well-known patriarch. After the Civil War, William Hatfield became a very successful timber merchant who employed dozens of men in his local factory. On the other side of the feud stood Randolph McCoy. Though not as rich as Hatfield, old Randy owned large farms and sold livestock. Both families lived along the Big Sandy River, which snakes across the boundary between Kentucky and West Virginia. The first violent event, In the feud was the 1865 murder of Randolph McCoy's brother by a local militia called the Logan Wildcats. Members of that militia included William Hatfield and his cousins. Relations between the two families got worse over the next decade before flaring into violence. Why? Well, there was a dispute over a single hog. In 1878, Randolph McCoy accused Floyd Hatfield, a cousin of William, of stealing one of his pigs. The accusation sparked brawls and shootouts between the two families. The low point occurred in August 1882. A violent altercation between the gangs led to the death of one Hatfield and three McCoys. The murders caused a series of revenge killings over the next few years. The media began to report on the situation in 1887, portraying both families as violent bandits. The beef eventually faded in the early 1990s, but the names Hatfield and McCoy would be synonymous with family feuds forever. And here's something else you might not know. Descendants of both clans were featured in a 1944 issue of Life magazine, Family members are photographed working together in a West Virginia factory that produced military uniforms for World War II. So in the end, patriotism solved the Hatfield-McCoy feud. Back after this.
2: a free quote by visiting CarShield online at CarShield.com slash Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to CarShield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly, no
0: spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.